When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, bitches. Hi. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face in video. We're so high tech. I know. We're real people. Yeah. We've been talking about this for like months about how we should start getting on to video podcasts and kind of move with the time. So we're finally doing it. Yeah. I don't mind doing it as long as I have, you know, a good amount of warning. So I don't look like I'm dying. Prepare. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like I look like uh not super cute right now because there's like a tornado warning outside. And I was just telling Justine, typically we get those tornado alerts, you know, you get them on your phone and eh, it might rain a little extra or something, but this was actually scary. The hail was so heavy and so big. They said that it was like ping pong sized uh hail hail and uh that there was so <laughs> my god can we start this over my brain was not <laughs> no <laughs> oh my god you're gonna leave it in okay so we'll leave it in anyways the hail was like ping pong ball sized and there was so much of it that it was covering the ground as if it was snow and so and then i can still hear the thunder the lightning it's crazy outside so i'm happy that i survived and made it home I'm happy but you're home too. Like, I feel let's like knock I, on wood, your power stays. I got my so we can hair finish this. Rain, my hair rained on. Yeah, my husband was just asking if we lost power, and I was just thinking about that too. So hopefully, the internet and the power stays on and good to go. Yes, knock yes. on wood. Um, so what have you been up to? Oh, you went on vacation. Yeah, finally home. Finally, like starting to feel normal again. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing, but so fucking tiring because, you know, I'm used to like beach vacations where I just lay on the beach and drink all day. Um, and this was like doing adventures, walking around, doing things all day and then partying all night, every single day. So it was just like, how many days were you gone for? Um, so I blew out on Friday evening. I got there at like one o'clock in the morning on Saturday. So oh, wow. right to bed, woke up and then flew home on the following Saturday morning at like seven in the morning. That was a long trip. Very long. Lots you got of to driving. See Amanda and Carling. Yeah, it was so much fun. I'm so jealous of that part. And Banff looked beautiful. That's on my list of places I want to go. I'm wearing my uh my Banff uh, crew neck that I got. Oh, how cute! (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it's it's insane there. Like I will tell anybody who has never been to Canada, like fuck Niagara Falls, fuck Toronto. Like if you're gonna go to Canada, like go to Alberta and go to Banff. Like it is. Yeah. It doesn't even look real. It's like how is this real? It's crazy. It's on my list, but I want to go there during Christmas time because they really like make it a special Christmas village. 
And I really want to go so bad. I'm a child at Christmas, so. See, that would that to. would be cool, but that shit's like way too cold for me. Like, yeah, that's the only problem. I don't know why I lucked out so hard with the weather because the whole time I thought it was going to be fucking freezing and mm-hmm. I got there and it was like 27 Celsius like every day, like so hot. And then, of course, I mm. packed for it to be cold. So I had like barely any clothes, like normal, like walking around clothes, <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, right. first world problems. Yeah, exactly. And I missed you. I was like, te- I was trying not to text you too much because I know that you had a lot going on. There were a lot, th- a lot of things that you're doing and your man went on vacation with you. So you guys were like spending time together. Um, but then also I completely got caught up on Vanderhump rules. So I am completely caught up right now. I watched probably like six episodes while you were gone. And I was like, I can't wait to talk to you about let's fuck my vacation. Let's 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 get into the important stuff, Vanderpump. The audacity of these motherfuckers. Oh my god. It really is crazy to watch this knowing what we know. And to really kind of like hone in on the interactions between Sandoval and Rachel and the way that they look at each other sometimes, you just catch all these little pieces of things that maybe you might not have caught if you didn't know what was going to happen. It's crazy. I mean, the the last like last week's episode was obviously re-edited. Like Lala even admitted on her podcast that it was re-edited. Um, so that's like kind of annoying. Um, but so I guess tonight's episode is what the finale was gonna be if Scandoval never happened. And then oh. and then next week's episode is gonna be like the footage that they took from when they picked the cameras back up, like after it all went down. So okay. that's like super exciting. And then Ariana is gonna be on Watch What Happens Live after that episode, which is Whoa. so exciting. Have you watched any of the Watch What Happens Live with any of them? No, but I probably should. Do they okay. actually tell things? Or Yes. So the, okay. the two main ones that I would tell you to watch is the one with Sheena and Raquel on it. and Because that, that was okay. the night that it all went down. After they were done filming, they went to a bar after. And that's when Ariana called Raquel and was like what the fuck is going on and so watch that one because there's a moment when Andy goes who's the hotter Tom and Sheena said this on her podcast that she only said Sandoval because she thought Raquel was going to say Schwartz so she didn't want Sandoval to feel like left out if they both said Schwartz so so and then Raquel said Sandoval and Sheena looks at her like what um, so that's like a crazy wow. one to watch. And then the other one that you have to watch no matter what is Tom Schwartz. It's him with Rob Lowe's son, like John Owen Lowe or whatever. Okay. And Schwartz like puts his like spills all the tea. And then he's like, oh, fuck, like maybe I shouldn't have said that. And then he just he like Sandoval definitely like gave him a whipping when he came home from filming that one. So, uh, oh, that was but they're on, all good. Uh, watch what happens live as well. Yeah, they're they're all good, and they're only like twenty minutes long. So, oh, whatever. okay. I thought these were like hour long shows. No, I never watched it. No, it's just like an after show to okay. whatever they have on. Okay. Um. 
I did watch a like an episode or two of the watch with Jackson Brittany. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that because Jax is just such an asshole and I love it so much. He's just throwing them under the bus. Like he has no filter. He's not trying to be nice about it. I love him. I've always said this. Um, throughout the entire series, the Toms have this weird like alliance to Jax and like mm-hmm. are always there for him, like will lie for him. But Jax is the first person to throw them under the bus. Like he doesn't care. It's really weird. It's like he, he, they, he must have something on them, like more than what he says. Like, I don't know. It's it's such a weird dynamic with the three of them. Yeah. Well, you know, and I haven't watched really. The only thing that I've watched with Jax and Brittany in it is just part of the catch up guide that Bravo put out to get us caught up to season 10. But like I said before, once this Vanderpump season and the reunion and everything is over, or maybe even before that, I'm going back to season one and I'm starting from the beginning so I can fill in all the little spaces. Good, because I have so many questions. So (laughs) personally for me, I can't stand Brittany. I wish it was just Jax on his own. Like, I think that Brittany was the downfall of the show before mm-hmm. all this happened i cannot stand her i'm a hillbilly from kentucky Is and that's my man jack like? it's her voice it's her personality um okay. th- there's this whole thing in season eight when they get married that they had like a homophobic priest and she's like he's not homophobic i've known him since i was a kid and then they like show the t- the tweets that he sent and like that's what actually got them fired off the show after all that stuff but went down. How is that their? They can't control because... what this guy tweeted. How would they even? Okay, but that? they can control who they hire for their wedding. That Bravo, the number like ninety nine percent of their audience is gay men. Right? They can control hiring a fucking homophobic piece of shit but as their priest for their wedding, because he he's been tweeting it and spilling it online for years and years and years. There's but were no they supposed excuse. to go comb through his Twitter account and see. Yes, they were because he's going to be on a fucking show representing well, you think them. Bravo would do that part. They I did. And then they said, we're not allowing him. So then they got Lance Bass to do their wedding. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like he actually did their wedding. And no, then all of a sudden it came no. out, all of this stuff came out. And then there was like this whole thing where like, this is actually when I liked Sandoval. Why would Lance he, like, Bass do their them. wedding? Uh, <laughs> is he a fan? I mean, I mean, uh, David said something once that was really funny, but I'm not allowed to repeat it. Um, Lance Bass and Lisa Vanderpump are really close friends, and he's actually on the show quite a bit. I love Lance Bass. I love his podcast. It's so good. I I never listened. You should listen. It's called Prosted Tips. Okay. Well. He has all kinds of boy banders on there. It's pretty interesting. I mean, I can't stand Brittany, but the number one person I hate is Katie. Like, I hate her more than Raquel and Sandoval. Like, I'm sorry. I'll admit it. I fucking hate that bitch. Well, isn't she the one that left Tom Shorts? Okay, so this is this is my question for you. What's your opinion on this? Because everyone's like, she's in the right because they had a deal to to not keep to not uh, keep it with like the friend group, a.k.a. the, the show. Right. But I think like, bitch, you divorced him like you're it's it would be one thing if her and Rachel were best friends 
And then, right. you know, that's your friend doing that to you. But they, you never liked Raquel from the fucking beginning. So, like, right. who are you to tell them? I don't know. What do you think? Um, so I kind of see both sides because I can see from an outsider's point of view, my initial reaction would be, bitch, you don't want to be with him, but you don't want anybody else to be with him either. Like, you still want to control him and the type of relationship that you two have but you also don't want to be with him. So that's shitty. But then again, if you had a long-term relationship with someone for 10, 12 years, and all of a sudden you're going through divorce, which regardless of whether you ask for the divorce or not, it's hurtful. It's hard to go through and you have to work together because this is how you make your living. So you have to be running around in these same circles. It is really shitty to be out somewhere and look across and see your husband, you know, legal husband making out with some other girl in the group. It it seems like Schwartz is doing it to hurt her feelings and make her jealous. And that's just a shitty thing to do. Well, she needs to move the fuck on from him because she's yeah. the one that forced him to marry her, like literally gave him an ultimatum you know did all these things he he's the he's the same person he always was and this is where I actually agree with Sandoval where it's like you're supposed to be with someone for who they are and not who you're fucking trying to control them to be and that's what she has done with Schwartz and just in my view this and their entire fucking 12 year relationship and in my opinion I think the only reason she asked for divorce was because she thought it was going to make him change and she's just pissed off that he didn't that's definitely a possibility. I mean, like I said, I have not seen the whole progression of the relationship. I've only seen bits and pieces, but she is so obnoxious and her haircut is awful. It is so bad. The Karen cut. So many yes. people like it. Okay. In season six to like eight. She looks 50. She puts on a little weight and she and I think that's when she looks her best like mm-hmm. this is one thing like I won't talk shit about her looks because I actually think she is beautiful mm-hmm. but I do not like the Karen cut on her no she like, has a great face but you can't even tell because all you see is that dumb haircut and her fucking man looks like Weird Al but he doesn't even look like Weird Al he looks like Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al <laughs> <laughs> wow that's amazing yeah and he's so young and his name is satchel like like i I don't know who you think you're trying to flex with katie on your ex-husband but you're not doing what you think you're doing yeah no it's not working um what did you think of the beach day episode that was probably like my favorite from this year when 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 james threw the drink on shore (laughs) he's so clearly not over rachel he is the sad thing is for his new girlfriend what's her name i forget Allie. Allie. sad thing for Allie is that she's being used to make to make rachel jealous because he's over there going i've never been more in love in my life love of my life whatever whatever and he said the same exact shit about rachel and he's just trying to hurt people's feelings and make them jealous I mean, I never really, I always thought like, okay, he's obviously not over her, but oh, I, he is so not over but her. I just think that like, 
Um, I don't know. I think he's got like a, a very addictive personality and he's just like, you know, the second oh, yeah. he starts dating someone, he like wants to marry them and do all that stuff, you know? So he's a thousand percent a love addict for sure. One thousand yeah. percent. Um, but and I thought that throwing the drink in Tom's face was so over the top and uncalled for. It just didn't match what Tom said. Like what Tom said was funny, but James Kennedy is so not over Rachel that he just felt like he had to take it all the way up to a hundred. See, this is why watch what happens live is good because James explained that it was more about how he was opening up for cascade and like everyone was making fun of that wasn't taking that as a joke and was taking that as a joke when he was like i've been working on my music for so long and it it is it's a huge deal yeah and he's actually good like i know i've said this a million times but the money can't buy you class james kennedy remix actual (laughs) good song actually good um so yeah any other like thoughts on the season James Kennedy is very funny like he's the only one that makes me laugh when I watch the his, show his confessionals are like oh my god tier. oh they're so good he's so funny and he's not even trying to be funny he just opens his mouth and says whatever the fuck he feels like saying and it's hilarious I'm so excited for the reunion. Um, also, he's aged really well. The first season that he was in, he just looked so scrawny and like a baby. And now he's like in that sweet Yeah, spot. Yeah. Kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I do think he's gay or oh maybe my not God. gay. And I was listening to Bad TV, the podcast earlier today, and they mentioned that. They said that he's, they absolutely think he's gay. Or no. at least by I think I think like he could have like let a guy go down on him or something. I think he go down stupor. on a guy. I don't know. Whatever. I still love him. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Who cares either way? <laughs> um. Okay. So speaking of the Vanderpump cast, there's two yes. shows coming out soon. Okay. Um. And I'm so excited for both. They're both like ensemble, like uh, reality star uh, competition type shows. So uh-huh. I told you a long time ago about the villain show with Jack, yes. which fuck, let's get that ball rolling because I want to watch that. Yeah, are but they then, still doing that or is that kind of like no, it's the already Jersey filmed. Shore thing? Oh, it's where the hell filmed. is it? It's in post-production, I guess. They're editing oh. it. I don't know. Hopefully we'll They've get a They've got to be soon. waiting until Vanderpump is over to put it out like there's no way anything new is going out right now while Vanderpump is out yeah and all of these are on different networks so that one's on the e-network this one is called the goat and it's on like that Amazon freebie network or whatever I don't know we don't get in Canada yet but Kristen Doty's gonna be on it Jill Zarin from Roni like um who Alyssa Edwards uh a bunch of people um, so that one will be good. But the one I'm more excited for is it's called Stars on Mars. And it's going to be a bunch of reality stars and not only reality stars, like other celebrities. And mm-hmm. they're going to be in like um, a space simulator type of thing and try to learn what it's like to live on space. And Tom Schwartz is apparently partnered up with my all time favorite housewife, Portia Williams. So 
that's going to be wild. And also Marshawn Lynch is going to be on that Christopher Mintz peas, like just a bunch of randoms. So it's like space camp for reality stars. <laughs> but not only reality stars, like athletes, legitimate actors. So okay. um, that one and William Shatner is going to be hosting it. So of course. Okay. But just to see like Tom Schwartz in the same room as like Marshawn Lynch. I'm so excited. I probably won't watch that. It sounds awful, honestly. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I yeah, I I am surprised that Lance Bass is not on that because remember when he was going to space? Oh my god, you just unlocked a memory. Yes. I know. <laughs> he was talking about it on one of his episodes recently, and I was like, oh my god, I forgot about that. That is the craziest thing ever. Wasn't like Pete Wen supposed to go to or not Pete Wen's? <laughs> Pete Davidson wasn't he supposed to go to space too oh I have no idea I remember like when Kim was dating him like that was a whole thing on the Kardashians but anyways good god oh have you watched his new show I've not watched it yet so it's not out in Canada when I was away Um, I saw a commercial that it comes out uh, May 25th in Canada and I think it's only gonna be like weekly releases or whatever So I am I'm still planning to watch it when I can get it here. However, I already saw the full scene with Art the Clown because Damien Leone posted it. So I just watched that scene. Okay. Hopefully it's good because I do want to watch it. I put it in my queue. I just haven't started it yet. So I mean, from what I've seen, people are saying it's like hilarious. So oh, good. I loved him in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. But I love that movie. I know. I know you didn't. I like that movie. Oh, I told you I, thought, I liked it. I, okay, I thought I thought you had said you didn't like that one, so I'm so excited. No, I loved. Usually, that movie. when one of us loves something, the other person's like, "Nah, it was all right." <laughs> <laughs> other than Terrifier. However, um, I did over the weekend watch Bones and All. Okay, and I read the book. The book was good. It wasn't incredible. It was good. And I could not watch the movie. I was like, this is so boring. Like, and normally yeah. I like books to movies, but it just, they changed too much. It wasn't the same. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, all I can see is like a skinnier Machine Gun Kelly when I look at him. <laughs> so I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I saw the trailer for that months ago and it just, it's just not my kind of thing. So I never bothered to watch it, but. Yeah, I it has potent it had potential, but whatever. So Erica from Surreality texted me earlier today, and she said that they watched Scream Six over the weekend, her and her husband, and they loved it. So have you watched it yet? <sighs> so disappointed in you. I I didn't even make it through like the first twenty minutes of Scream Five. I know, but I told you, and you watched the catch-up thingy for Scream 5, like all the things you need to know. Scream 6 was very good. I need you to watch it. Okay, so you, you, need to, it. you need to remind me, like, on a weekend. Okay. I'll remind you. How was Evil Dead? It was good. Um... I think the best part about Evil Dead was seeing it in a movie theater... Because the sound design, I learned that from listening to a recap about it. (laughs) The sound design was fantastic because there were times, like the way that they did the sound made it feel 
like it was surrounding you, like the atmosphere was surrounding you. Sometimes there'd be something that you would hear, but it would only be on one side of the room. And then something would switch to the left side of the room. Amazing. I absolutely recommend seeing it in the theater because it's like a whole experience. And I did really like it. It was good. Okay. That's... I don't remember the last one though. I think I'd have to like rewatch that. Oh it my came God. out like 10 years ago. 2013. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, so good. They're in a cabin in that one, right? Yeah, it's like okay. the the sister of like the friend is like going through heroin withdrawal, so they're like withdrawing her at the like family cabin and then the one oh. guy like finds the fucking book and reads it and then she like okay. becomes possessed. This this one, I think they did a really good job of updating like the types of characters and the way that things unroll, uh, uh, unravel. It was very good. Um, but I think that I get the last Evil Dead and um, the remake of Cabin Fever. I don't know why, but I think <laughs> they came out at about the same time, maybe. And maybe I'm getting them confused. I'm not sure. Um, If you ever get the opportunity to see evil dead the musical live do it because that was like so much fun yeah i saw it in like this probably would have been 2013 or 2014 okay in toronto and alex would love that it was sick it was just at this like small theater it was so funny and the first like four rows you could get tickets they called it like the splatter zone because if you sat there you were gonna get like splattered with the fake blood you know and at the end of our show it was on a friday night there was a couple in the front row wearing like a wedding dress and a suit and they came up on the stage and got married after and the (gasps) cast like married them like covered in blood it was awesome oh my god that's amazing okay yeah yeah, i want to do that or um i also i was like looking for tickets for alex's birthday i was looking like beetlejuice tickets or something or heather's like that's what he really wants to see like heathers beetlejuice mean girls you know but that sounds like like right up our alley that would be really fun see i know it's come around here at least a few times since then but mm. try to find it cuz it's see what they have it was really good okay that's pretty cool i didn't even realize that that was a musical oh everything's a musical well yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Well, do you want to talk about 90 Day Fiance? I, or was there anything else that you had? Um. Well, you and I briefly texted today about like the Matthew Lawrence slash Michael yes. Jackson thing. Okay. <laughs> two different things, but kind of similar. Okay, two totally different things. Yeah. Okay. So Matthew Lawrence, I heard something about this, but I have not done any research and I didn't watch that video. I didn't have a chance to at work. So do you want to kind of like give me the basics of it? Okay. So, uh, trigger warning. Yeah. Trigger warning. So where I heard this was on beyond the blinds, they like briefly talked about it. And then I was like, huh, that's weird. And then of course it came up on my algorithm after, Mm -hmm. and it was just a clip of uh, Matthew Lawrence on, he has a podcast with his like other brothers. And, um, he was explaining that like, he doesn't think, you know, like the Me Too movement happened or whatever, but he doesn't think the world is ready for like the male side of that yet. And he explains mm-hmm. that his agency, like uh, they sent him to a very well-known director's uh, like a 
a hotel room or something and they came out in a robe and basically were like if you blow me you'll be the next marvel superstar and he refused to do it and he like got dropped from his agency and everything and he was like this happens so much in hollywood and they talk about when it happens to women but like it also happens to men and on beyond the blinds they were like naming actors who like that has probably happened to and they were like Zach Efron's like way too much of like a pretty boy for that like not to happen to him and mm-hmm. like it's so fucked up but yeah yeah just well, something for people to think I mean do you believe him of course I believe him yeah, yeah me too it sounds a thousand percent like something that happens all the time and and I also agree with him that the world is not ready to hear the male side of it. Because look at the way, this is a good segue into Michael Jackson too. Look at the way that the guys that did Leaving Neverland were treated after that came out. Why did they get a lot of heat on them? Yeah, everybody said they were liars. Why would you wait this long? Um, I think that at one point, Wade Robson was a character witness in the trials with uh for in for michael jackson um and so why would you do the trial and why would you say he was a stand-up guy and blah 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 and now all of a sudden you're changing your tune but that's what victims can do and this is why we need to get rid of the statute of limitations on sexual assault and and sexual crimes because statistically most people or a lot of people who have been sexually assaulted or raped or anything like that, it doesn't click in their mind until X amount of years later, so much time has gone by or something triggers a memory in them. And even if they do remember it and they are aware of it, that doesn't mean that they're ready to deal with it. They might not be ready to go through therapy, to face it, to face their abuser, to go to court, to make a report. Like that's just all statistics. To even like admit to themselves that something like that happened. Especially for a man. A thousand times more. It's shameful. It can feel shameful, especially when you're a man. And yeah, when that when that documentary Leaving Neverland came out, they were labeled liars. Michael Jackson would never do that. And you know, anybody that's listened to this podcast for a while knows that I absolutely hate it when people say so-and-so wouldn't do that because you don't fucking know shit. You don't know. Only the people that were there know. So keep your mouth shut. And also, how are how are you saying that he would never do something like that? Because Michael Jackson was probably like the most traumatized person to like ever walk yeah. this earth for like the shit he went through as a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, not so... even just Michael Jackson. I just mean people in general. Like if you, you're, you've known your friend Bill since you were teenagers and he's never touched you inappropriately. So there's no way he could have ever raped that girl. Shut the hell up. That sounds so stupid. It's like, it's just not fair to say things like that and people should really stay out of it. But um, so I sent you this video and I will like link it on our Instagram. Let me make a note. Um, and this was like a 12 minute long video that came on after I was watching something else on YouTube. And then I just left it on and I found it so fascinating because I, for one, I'm fascinated by Macaulay Culkin. 
I don't know what it is about him, but I guess it's the way that he turned his life around so quickly. You know, if you remember about 10 years ago, we saw those videos of Macaulay Culkin with the sunken in cheeks, looking skeletal, I mean, addicted to something very frail and unhealthy. And now he's like completely turned it around and seems to be sober and healthy and amazing. I'm so impressed by that. And also, I grew up watching his movies, Getting Even with Dad and Home Alone and all that good stuff. Uncle Buck, so, one of my all-time favorites. Uncle Buck, I yes. love that movie. I mean, um, so he was on uh, He was on Joe Rogan like pretty recently. I saw a oh. few clips of it. And uh, well, the, the clip that I saw of, of him with Joe Rogan is how like he pretty much like has so much money that he never has to work again. Joe Rogan's like, nice. so uh, you just have like money and savings and like live off the interest. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. At least he did that. I mean, for a child so actor, many... that's like oh my God. unheard of. Yeah. You've seen so many child actors whose parents stole their money from them. or And I think, wasn't he emancipated when he was younger? Maybe I'm thinking I don't else. really, uh, I'm not really too familiar with his story. I know that he dated or he's still with Brenda Song, which is he's a very- He's married great... to Brenda Song They're and still they married. have a baby or something. I was talking to Erica about this on her podcast last week. Okay, I saw that um, she put out the episode. I'm going to listen tomorrow. But um, okay, so they're still together. They're together. Um, and I think they are like married and have kids and stuff. But he was with me Kunis for like 10 years in the early 2000s. And I had no idea. Oh, I, d- I didn't know that. Yes, we were together for like a decade in the early 2000s. And I didn't know until I saw like you know, whatever trash rag on the news or on the stand at the grocery store saying that they'd broken up after 10 years. And I was like, what? I didn't even know they were together. So she broke up with him before she got with Ashton. I mean, I don't know which one is a glow down or a glow up at this point, but that's neither here nor there. Are you there. not an Ashton Kutcher head? I mean... I don't know anything about his politics and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's what you're unsure about. No, it, I just, oh. I just think he can be, I just think he can be annoying, but like, but, I love the butterfly effect. Like I love dude, where's my car? Like, so I do, I have a lot of respect for him because he has his own nonprofit organization that helps women get out of sex trafficking. Yeah. That yeah, helps yeah. people get out of sex trafficking. I have so much respect for that. So at least he's doing one good thing in life. I mean, I think Mila Kunis can do better than both of them, but that's just me. I like their story that they met and they've known each other for so long. I don't know. One thing I will say about Macaulay Culkin is, and I haven't seen this movie in forever, and now I'm going to like try to watch it this weekend, Party Monster. Yes. You like that movie? <laughs> I have no so this is again Erica and I were talking about this because we were talking about Macaulay Culkin and she brought up that she loves Party Monster. Oh my and god. I know you guys are so alike. Erica, I can't have one like, fucking thing. It's almost like having the same co- it's almost like doing like deja vu of our <laughs> episode last week. But yeah, so I have not watched the entirety of Party Monster. I know that it's based on true events. I know kind of the story of what actually happened. And I've seen clips here and there, but I've never seen the whole movie. But okay. I bet he's really good in it. We'll add it to your list. Okay. Um, Party Monster. Going, but anyways, going to this like Michael Jackson thing. Yeah, I will so just the, say uh, my, the, my favorite part of the about. video 
was when he called himself the Michael Jordan of water balloon fights. <laughs> okay, so basically what this video is, and like I said, I'll, I'll link it on Instagram.com slash resting bitch pod. Go to our link tree. You'll go right to it. But basically what this video is, is a compilation of interviews that Macaulay Culkin has done about his friendship with Michael Jackson, video footage of him with Michael Jackson as a child, and uh, just various news stories and interviews and all kinds of stuff. What was, at the end of watching this video, what was your thought about it? Um, I mean, I didn't really have an opinion of like, you know, if uh, if Macaulay Culkin was like a victim of his or not. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. I, I just think and I said this about leaving Neverland as well. I just think it's strange. It's strange for a man with that much. Uh, first of all, any grown man, let alone a man mm -hmm. with that much power uh, to have little children uh, in his room with him or just hang out with them like it's normal and like I get mm -hmm. that Michael Jackson is like traumatized and probably has like the emotional capabilities of somebody that yeah like pr probably mm -hmm. um, but it's just fucking weird either way whether he like quote unquote touched them or not it's it's right. it's weird in a pro yeah so when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this seems so innocent and beautiful and fun. And then I was just kind of like, Julie, what's happening to you? Like, this is not, <laughs> you can't think this way. But Julie wants to go to Neverland. Oh, my! it actually looked like a lot of fun. Okay? I know. <laughs> <laughs> the video footage, because, you know, I had always heard of Neverland and everything, but I don't think I've seen that much video footage of it before. And it really was like a giant amusement park. It was amazing. And watching them throw water balloons at each other and ride down that like giant slide that you get on like a potato sack for. And it did seem so innocent and beautiful. And I, I have to say, if they were both physically children, it would have been such a wholesome, beautiful sight. They're not both physically children. And that's what we have to remember. And, and one of the things that I get most upset about is I go, what were these parents thinking? Who would drop their child off with a 40-year-old man who doesn't even have kids and have them spend a week or a month or however long they left them for? That's crazy to me. But in one of the interviews, Macaulay Culkin was like, yeah, you know, people say like, oh, you slept in the same bed as him. And he's like, I didn't see it as like sleeping together. I saw it as like we had a fun day at Neverland and then we were watching a movie and we fell asleep on the same bed which does sound different. Um, and then also he's like, you know, you think of sleeping in the same bedroom. Well, Michael Jackson's bedroom was like two stories. It was bigger than some people's houses. Like it wasn't like, I don't know. There was all these little things that made it seem innocent. And it is my belief that it was an innocent relationship from Michael Jackson and Macaulay Culkin. But as I mentioned before, that does not mean it was a an innocent relationship for Michael Jackson and his accusers. Just because Macaulay Culkin didn't have that experience does not mean that the other boys didn't either. I agree with that. 
I uh, I agree with that completely. I and with the whole like you know discussing this and everything and the leaving Neverland thing, I totally see both sides of it because. I've heard people say like, you know, it's weird because he wasn't alive to defend himself when that when that came out. But then, like but I he'd said, he spent I... 20 years defending himself. He had been accused of this for two decades, three decades. It's just strange. No. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you don't want people to think that you're doing that, then don't put yourself in those situations where people are mm-hmm. going to think that. And that's all I got to say. I you mean, have to protect yourself. Yeah. Talented guy, highest selling pop album of all time, but uh, strange man. Thanks a lot, Joe Jackson. You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up. You fucked him up so bad. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um. I am ready to talk about 90 Day Fiance, if you are. Um, Okay, so obviously we missed last week's episode. So I watched both episodes. Okay. And then I just kind of put all my notes together. So I don't know which one is which. Okay. Um, That's fine. We can just talk about the couples and kind of the the important things that we took for them from them. uh, Do you want to start with Gabe and Isabel? Yes. I love them. I know. I love her. And <laughs> I hate Gabe's sister. I said oh, this last time. She's a fucking time. monster. She's a fucking see you next. She's a see you next Tuesday, as James yeah. Kennedy would say. She is. And, and not even the fun kind. Like, Gabe at one point even, like, said in his talking head, like, he wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, she was a certain way because it's not unusual for her to have some sort of, like, tension or beef with whatever girl he's dating and i don't like that i mean like get move on with your life you weirdo get a life god i understand being protective but isabel is a fucking queen she is wonderful and sweet and i literally don't have a bad thing to say about her from the entire season so what's the problem here well how long can you be protective over your how old is he? Like 20? 30 something year old. I think he's in his 30s. Is he in his 30s? I think that's so. even worse. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, well, let's just say he's 30. How okay. long can you fucking be protective over a 30 year old man? Like he's fucking 30. Let him make his own decisions. Even if who he wants to be with is a fucking gold digging monster or whatever mm-hmm. you want to think, that's not your fucking business because he's a grown ass man. He can make his yeah. own decisions. He's 32. So shut your fucking mouth and texting him the day of the wedding being like, by the way, I'm not coming to the wedding. Like, way to make it about your like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if I had a sibling like that, I would never talk to them again. I'd be so pissed. Yeah. I mean, and obviously there's a pattern here because he knew she was going to be a pain in the ass before she even got there. And he was worried about it this whole time. And her whole reasoning for not wanting to go to the wedding is that. Isabel was late to their like little drinks get together the night before the wedding because she was doing wedding shit and getting married the next day, like last minute wedding things. And so when she was actually on her way, Monica was like, I'm going home. I'm tired. That's rude. You're talking about like the bride who's been doing things for the wedding. Like you can wait an extra 30 minutes or an hour. What does it matter? That's what you're there for to celebrate. 
I know. She's awful. Even if you are tired, like, you can stay and have one fucking drink with them. Fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Just be polite. Super manipulative. Yeah. Well, and why does the mom allow her to act like that? I'd be like, you know what? You're going to your brother's wedding. Get your ass (laughs) dressed and get to the fucking venue. Don't do that to your brother. Don't be selfish like that. But... I don't know. Maybe she's been catered to her whole life, and that's why she acts like exactly that. because parents who actually step in and don't allow the child to act like mm-hmm. that usually don't have children who act like that. That's true. It's usually true. Uh, firstborn children who uh, are used to getting everything they want and think they run shit who act like mm-hmm. that. I know, right? Yeah. Yep. So I guess we're going to see the wedding and they're probably just making it seem as though. um, Is next week the finale? I believe so. And then the tell And So someone was saying that it's like finale episode. And then immediately after that, part one of the tell-all, which they have done before. So I'm not sure if that's how it's going to happen. Ooh, okay. So there might be just like an hour episode instead of two hours for the finale. And then like an hour of that or two hours of i don't know we'll see what happens um so that's that one and then do you want to go to jen and rishi because this kind of family getting involved thing kind of ties in kind of ties in there yeah so her and her dumbass friends go to his parents (laughs) with like this translator and there was this one moment that i really wanted to talk about we get like a hot mic moment of jen like whispering to her friends like oh look at rishi like he does not look happy it's like well no shit no way he's not happy he only avoided telling his parents about you for five years i've I never can remember how long these couples have been together. I mean, they've together. been together for three years, but still, that's a long-ass time. Like, there's a reason why he hasn't told his family about you. Oh, well, and God. again, I see both sides on this. Like, I see Jen just wants to get it out there. Let's tell them what's going on, see what they say. Hopefully, they're cool with it and we move forward with our lives. He's over here wanting to do what the astrologer said. Let's wait two more months until August 2nd or whatever with the fifth moon rising over the second, you know atmospheric the whale rising (laughs) yeah and you know what do they say the whatever venus is in uranus isn't that what james said to ali oh is it he's like is that is pluto in uranus this month and she's like i told you that that's not how it works and no Apparently, she's actually, like, incredibly good. Like, fans have gotten readings from her because that's what she does. And they say, Uh like, they're blown away. Oh, wow. I know. Mm. I wonder how much she charges. I would get a reading from her. I was going to say, maybe you guys should sign up for our Patreon. And then we will get a reading and record it. Oh, my God. By the way, we have Patreon now. (laughs) Yeah, go to Patreon. Our little mid mid show ad uh, for two bucks a month, you get early ad free episodes. You listen to the show on Wednesday instead of Friday. Five bucks a month, you're getting bonus episodes and early ad free episodes for the main feed. And we've already got some episodes on there. And if you guys that think you can binge, what we talk about on the main feed is crazy. You should hear Patreon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's where, where it we gets talk real. All the shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, um, so yeah, so Jen and Rishi, like they force this 
conversation on the mom. And of course, like they're sitting there and they have a whole camera crew in their house. They're on national television. And what are, what are they going to say? How could they say no? They just say, okay, yeah, that's fine. And then Rishi tells them how old she is later, just when it's the just the three of them and the camera crew. And they're like, absolutely not. No way. And then this is where I'm like, okay, I get that it's the culture and this is like mm-hmm. completely normal for their culture. But at the same time, you're a grown ass man and you don't need your parents' permission. You're 32 years old. And if you wanted to have kids, you should have thought about that before you started dating a 48 year old woman. You know what yep. I mean? So, yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm glad she dumped his ass because. I'm sorry if any man I don't care what your culture is and you're coming to me at 32 years old and saying mommy and daddy don't think it's a good idea that we're together but I love you Mm -hmm. bye bye yeah and wants you to like live in a blended house and basically help your mother retire from all household duties yeah be this the slave maid at home go crazy go go be with an Indian chick who wants to do that with you that's like you said I think I think Jen was exactly what you always describe, how it's like mm-hmm. the um, the fantasy of like, we're star-crossed lovers and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm meant to live in this exotic country and live this wild life. And like, good for her. She got to live out her fantasy for a couple of weeks, but uh, I, don't, <laughs> a couple of weeks. I don't think this was for her. Uh, did you see the commercial for the new show that's Match Me Abroad? No, you you told me about it, but I didn't see any like footage or anything. I saw a little bit of a commercial and it's like a matchmaker that's helping people find people abroad. I think it's all Americans, but I'm not sure. Oh, my God. There's how many billion people in the U.S.? Like, come on. I know. I know. Just another shit show to enjoy. True. Do you think Jen and Rishi are going to stay broken up? It's mm, a great question. I guess we'll find out on the tell-all. If she starts to like, she's saying he's been calling me and acting as if as though we're still together. I think they'll get back together. Fuck boy energy from him. I think he'll pull like a Sami and be like, "I'll I'll choose you over my family." Blah blah blah, and just keep stringing her along for who knows how long. Oh God, I hope not. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see who else we got. How about Nicole and Mahmoud? They weren't in this last episode. And I don't remember remember what happened the episode before that. There was only one scene with them in the last two episodes. And it was just uh, Mahmoud out with his brother. And he's, quote unquote, considering moving to the U.S. And get this, his brother used to live in China. So he's asking his brother for advice because living in China and the U.S. is the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And it wherever they were, it was like a men-only tea spot. Oh, <laughs> no women allowed. Fucking women, man. We ruined that everything. That always just reminds me of that scene in The Little Rascals where their clubhouse <laughs> has that sign that's like, he man woman haters club. Isn't Macaulay Culkin in that fucking movie, too? I don't think so. No? No. Okay. I know who you're thinking of the little blonde boy with the glasses, but that's a different guy. He was that little boy with the glasses who was like the fancy boy. He was on um, 
full house and all kinds of other stuff. Okay. But yeah, I don't think Macaulay Culkin was in that. Wait, maybe he was. At the end with Reba McIntyre? He I, might have been at the end with Reba McIntyre. I have no idea. I, I, I literally have zero idea. Um, I do know that okay. Macaulay Culkin okay. is in My Girl. Of course he is. Are, are you trying to make me cry? I love that movie. <laughs> Don't talk about My Girl. <laughs> he needs his glasses. Um, do you want to talk about Danielle and Johan? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Okay, the first thing that bothered me about Danielle in this episode was when they went to meet up and like, obviously it's going to be awkward, you Mm -hmm. fucking idiot, because your man didn't even want you to hang out with him, let alone him meet him. Why is she trying to force this? It's so fucking weird. Nobody wants to hang out with their wife's ex-boyfriend. Just because you want to be like all hippie and weird and be one of those people that's like friends with all your exes doesn't mean that your man wants to be like that right it's weird the like I think the... she just doesn't have friends because obviously look at who she is as a human and so maybe this was the only friend that she could get to come visit i don't know i saw on reddit like a screenshot of her being like what do you not understand and it's like a speech bubble thing from johan it's like bitch everything you're speaking a language i don't understand <laughs> I don't understand any of it. Oh, she's I so don't speak awful. English. Um, the worst. Yeah, it was hilarious when he asked him like how big his feet were, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, Danielle likes man with big penis." Like that was fucking so hilarious. Weird. So fucking weird. And he was the the ultimate troll doing this to troll the shit out of her. Like, mm-hmm. oh well, you wanted me to get to know your friends, so I'm getting to know them. Jesus. Well, I mean, she asked for it. Come on. Like, it's just awful. And then and then the next episode, Johan is like going to the basketball court and playing basketball with this guy. And it looked like they had fun. Yeah. So maybe Johan made a new friend. <laughs> they both just like turn on her. He seems like a nice guy. Like, I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy. He seems very normal. The thing that's not normal about him is the fact that he thinks that Danielle is the most mature woman he's ever met. Oh, Taylor says that. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor says that. It's like, you must not know a lot of women because she's the worst. I mean, just because she's older doesn't necessarily equal maturity, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, we got to save the bell, the Bella de ball. <laughs> For the end, what else is there? I think there's like one. More there's couple. two more couples. Which one is Debella Deball? Oh, you? you know, Debbie or Chris? Debbie. Okay, so okay. Chris next. Yeah, yeah. So okay, Chris first of all, when the she jumps in, when she jumps into the pool neck first. It's like, oh yeah, that's how someone with a neck injury <laughs> touches. <into the pool. laughs> like just I sideways. didn't even see that. Oh my god. All I could think about the entire time that she was on the screen was, what the fuck is this weird bitch wearing? What the fuck is this weird bitch wearing? She's such a weirdo. So she finally comes back uh, after five months of being away. And 
I, if I were Jamie, I would never want to see this cunt again. Like what an awful thing to do to someone. You come out there, spend two weeks, get married and then leave them for five months with some bullshit excuse about how your son needed you when all you needed to do was stock up on your pills before you went back. Yes, psycho. And we find out that Jamie said that, so from what we understand, Chris told Jamie to quit her job and I'll take care of you, blah, blah, blah. She pays the first month's rent. She leaves. She pays the second month's rent and then never pays again. What a fucked up thing to do to someone that you told to quit their job, move somewhere else and get an apartment. And then you just abandon them there and expect them to pay all the bills and then get pissed off every time they bring up money, acting like you're they're a gold digger. It's insane. Drug addict behavior. She is a psycho. Oh, so many different stories. Like, first of all, she's not, she has narcolepsy. Then mm-hmm. what? She's allergic to mint. Then she has <laughs> neck pain. About that. Then she <laughs> wants to buy a food truck. Then with what money? You're so broke. You had to go back. So many different things. Like it, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Also. They're not going to make it. When they argue, they give me um, water fire sign energy, like Ron and Sam from Jersey Shore energy. Mm-hmm. Like, just leave me alone. I need closure, bro. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's the energy they give me. Well, if I were Jamie and I was going to give this another chance, I wouldn't bring up the whole argument on the trip I just like try to go and have fun and eat your cake and swim and eat your cheese balls and lick that gross bitch's vagina but anyways I try to have a good time I can't even imagine can you imagine no Chris is not my type sorry Chris is no one's type Jamie's into it for some reason Uh, gross uh, anyways, I try to like really have a good time. And then when we got home to the apartment, maybe I'd bring it up. But let me tell you, when Chris gets pissed off, what she doesn't let Jamie talk. Jamie's trying to, to, to have a conversation with her and Chris is talking over her. So Jamie is getting a little bit louder because she's trying to be heard. She's not yelling or screaming by any means. And Chris gets so pissed. She's like, if you don't lower your voice, we're done. Da, da, da. And then she gets up and she starts storming away. And she goes, I told you to shut the fuck up. And you kept talking. I'm done. Oh my. This bitch would slap you around, pull your hair and not in a fun way. She's yeah. fucking abusive. Yeah. I thought that too, when she stormed off. And then, like, we got, like, a really brief moment where we, like, saw production and stuff, which I always mm. love. And, yeah, I thought that I was, like, if the cameras weren't there, she probably would have, like, hit her. Pushed her or something. Like, yeah, it's. Grabbed her. It is, it's something. very scary reaction to someone just trying to have a conversation with you. Now, if she had just gotten upset and been, like, I need to walk away from this. I'm I'm getting upset or you're not listening to me or something. That's one thing. But for you to get up and storm off and say, I told you to shut the fuck up. I've been with my husband for seven years and we've been through a lot of shit. And let me tell you, I have never told that man to shut the fuck up. That is such a disrespectful, 
shitty way to talk to somebody. Oh, really? I can't say this thing. Do we need to cut this? <laughs> no. <laughs> but he's also like not, a, he's like also the calm one in our relationship. So, you know, but still like. They barely know each other and you're like, it's just awful. She's so awful. And I hope like, what is wrong with you, Jamie, that this is what you're choosing? You're so beautiful. You go walk down the street and find 10 boyfriends in the next 10 minutes. What the fuck are you doing with this weird bitch? She probably has the same. Boyfriends or girlfriends, obviously. Yeah, she probably has the same thing we mentioned before of like the fantasy. So. I was Whatever. Pick a fantasy. It definitely would not be Jamie. I'm excited or, I mean, for the I mean Chris. Chris. I'm excited for the tell-all. I'm excited to see where they are. I I really mm-hmm. don't think they're together, just like based on her social media. But she went on Reddit. She like made a Reddit account and was like, "This is Jamie. I'm excited to okay. see what you guys say about me." Whatever. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say she made one, but like a fake name or something. Unless it's like just a fan. It'd be. Who knows? Um, Debbie and Usama. Queen Debbie, the only person, shockingly, in this entire story. Yeah, plot twist. That has self-confidence enough to stand up for herself and walk the fuck out. Wow. So I was very surprised at this. Were you? Especially, yes. Especially because like thinking back to where we started with her before we Mm -hmm. even before she was even in Morocco with Osama it was like you know her son telling her she's crazy and she shouldn't go and all of this stuff so I definitely thought that she could easily be manipulated by him yeah Uh, so yeah it definitely definitely like turn of events for sure yeah now my question this I felt was a little bit I was a little unsure of what the truth was here because Osama is saying our initial plan was for you to come to Morocco so we could get all our paperwork together, you know, for the visa and then go back together and live in the U.S. And she's saying, absolutely not. That was never the plan, whatever. I don't know where, maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle. Maybe they discussed it at some point, but she's... The reason I'm not sure if she's 100% telling the truth is because he brought this up the first night that they were together. And still, when he brought it up again after meeting up with the parents, she's acting more shocked now. I don't I don't know what the truth is. What do you think? I think that maybe they had some sort of conversation because obviously they were only communicating like online or on the phone before Mm -hmm. um and it was one of those things where like maybe both of them briefly tried to bring it up and then it Mm -hmm. like got shut down and then just like glazed over and maybe both of them were like oh it'll be different in person yeah you know like uh not lost in translation because they speak the same language but that type of vibe you know what I mean lost through the internet I don't know possibility but um i definitely do not think there's any way she's getting back with osama i hope not oh my god 
No, she she seemed pretty pissed. She even said, I'm using every bit of self-control not to knock you into next week, which is my new favorite <laughs> thing. And also when she was like at that cafe and she tried ordering a Texas margarita. I've never even heard of that before. I think she just meant like one of those giant margaritas. Well, like she asked about absinthe. So I'm wondering if a Texas margarita has absinthe in it. Jesus I'm gonna look it up. I thought she was just asking for absinthe because I figured like that's probably more of Who what the they hell would drink. Is just drinking down there. absinthe. I mean, if maybe in Morocco, if that's all you can get at certain places, then obviously you're gonna drink what you can get. But okay, that was so, so funny. The surfer's like, We have coffee or tea. Or tea. <laughs> yeah, She's crazy like, I'll take American. A, I'll take a coffee with sugar. <laughs> She's like, it's a desert for margaritas out here. <laughs> I love her. She's so crazy, Aunt Debbie, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So a Texas margarita adds a little of or- a little orange juice to the mix. That sounds good. Okay. Margarita with orange juice hmm. sweetens it up a little bit. Sounds very good. Um. This, um, this is another like uh kind of subject within them that I wanted to discuss. So he ma- he mainly wants to go to the U.S because he wants to like sell his art. He thinks mm. that he'll be the super rich artist. What do you think of him and people similar in his shoes that like believe in this insane American dream? Like obviously, yeah, in America, you're going to have more opportunity than you will in Morocco, but like you're not going to be the next Picasso. Like, you know, only like 2% of artists probably actually make yeah money off of it right well yeah most artists don't have any notoriety or money or anything until they're dead so I mean this we see over and over and over again with the foreign cast members on this show 99% of them the ones that want to come to the U.S. who you can tell maybe they don't have a a direct like love connection with their partner but it's clear that they want to come to the U.S. They think that we're all just a bunch of rich people over here. And in comparison to the life that they may be used to, maybe we are. You know, of course, we are very well off versus a lot of other countries. But we also have cost of living. So while we may be making X amount of dollars a month, We also have our cost of living, which is pretty damn close, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that, I don't know if they're just raised that way to like, we got to get you to America for a better life, which makes sense. I would probably want my child to do the same thing, just to have more opportunity. But yeah, we see that over and over and over again. And he has this like delusional thing, idea that he's going to come to the US and become a famous artist and never have to work on the farm another day in his life. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like you can come to the U.S. and make money, but you're going to have to like work some shitty jobs and some shitty hours for a little bit before you can like make it there. You're Mm -hmm. not just going to like sell a painting and be a millionaire all of a sudden. Yeah, you're not going to be down on uh, first Friday downtown and sell your your own like gallery, (laughs) your own your own painting for like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. Like that's not how it works. You probably make some money on prints on Etsy, but it's not what you think. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. He can start an Etsy store. Um, 
there was a really like good shot when she like left him and she like got into the producer van and then mm-hmm. they just like showed him sitting there with his artwork like looking like so defeated just like <laughs> hmm well what a dummy i mean like well yeah, i guess you blew it osama maybe if yeah, you approached it a different way you could have had your chance but just the fact that he maybe. was like I-, I don't care what what did he say to her he said something like really I'm fucked up to her crazy i'm yeah. creepy i'm motherfucker i'm this i'm that yeah <gasps> creepy you're right her reactions you are, creepy. are so you are a motherfucker it's weird um i think if he had changed it around to say I want you to enjoy your retirement. I want you to have a good life, a comfortable home, air conditioning, you know, a nice, comfortable bed. Basically, if he manipulated her. Like, if he had basically made it seem like it was in her best interest for them to live in the U.S. Because remember when she stayed at his parents' house... They had the little covering on the toilet seat, which creeps me out to even think about. Um, no hand. Remember, they had a um, like a crocheted toilet seat cover. Okay. Oh, I mean the bacteria. I can't. I can't even. Um, and there weren't handrails to go downstairs oh, yeah. in the showers, like a bucket and stuff. If he had, if he had said, you know. I'll go, we'll go and I'll work and I'll help contribute and take care of you. And, you know, we'll spend our weekends painting and, you know, you'll have your home and you'll be close to your son and your family and air conditioning. If he had made this seem like it was in her best interest versus just, I want to get to America so I can be a famous artist. I think this could have happened a different way. I really do. Mm -hmm. Because she could have brought him to the U.S. on the K-1 and then refused to marry him at the end of those 90 days and sent his ass back. So, and I think that's why he wanted her to marry him so bad the last time, because she said the last time she was there, he was wanting to go get her, get married, get married, get married. He thought, you know, that'll solidify this and I'll get that spousal visa a lot easier. Poor guy had it like he was this close to getting that green card and he fucked it up. And it's not like, you know, I'm not trying to like shame anyone's looks, but let's be real here. It's not like he's a good looking guy like uh, like Azin of Nicole and Azin at least was like Mm. a somewhat attractive dude. You know what I mean? He can like pick up a girl online. Osama might have a little more trouble. Or like Aladdin. Ooh-wee, he is sexy. Who? Aladdin. He I was with that, um, that other older lady. Oh, God, what's her name? She's awful. But he like, actually, he remarried um, another American girl, but she's like his age and she's beautiful and she's converted to Islam and everything. And they just seem super happy together. Um, Aladdin and Laura. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's super hot. I can see that. But I was so proud. I was so proud of Debbie. I was like, good for you, Debbie. You have such self-esteem and strength. And she's she was, you know, saying all these poetic things about 
moving on into the sunset of her life or some bullshit. But basically she's like, I'm a tough broad. I'm going to be all right. I'm like, yes, you will, Debbie. You take your ass home and get yourself a Texas margarita. Hell yeah. You know, as soon as she lands, she's going to like get to the airport bar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I did appreciate that her son didn't like say, I told you so, or like make her feel worse or her, you know, I told you this is going to happen. I was proud of him for just saying, that's not the time for this. Let's get you home safe. Yeah. He's probably just so fucking thankful that she's actually like coming home in one piece. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. I would be open to, this is just an idea because Mm -hmm. I've seen 90 day. I haven't seen a lot of it. I would be down to like maybe exploring some journeys, possibly for like Patreon content. Yeah. Some Some of those are journey so far are so good. Yeah. Like Danielle and Muhammad. Watch that one. I watched watched theirs and I watched Jovi and Yara's and I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I've watched any any others, but I'd be open to watch Jorge and Anfisa. And Fisa, I love her. I've seen, I've seen like a lot of her. She, she was like the cam girl, right? And he like yeah. acted like he was all rich, and she like asked him for ten grand a month allowance. Yeah, but like he lied to her. He financially catfished her. He took her on trips all around the world. Like pretended like he was a millionaire. He's gonna spoil her and take care of her, and she's gonna be a trophy wife and blah. blah. She gets to the U.S. and he's fucking broke. He's a lying broke ass. I'd be pissed too. She had every right to be pissed off. Yeah, that's fucked up. Like, I my red bag that... with my makeup. Yes, I know that clip. And she's like resetting his phone so he can't like use his cell phone. I think she keyed his car. She's a bad bitch. I, I, I just love like, Lisa. I just like love that that gif or whatever. What does it say? Yeah. It's like, it's like. Uh... I'm I'm not a bitch to my man. It's like also me on my period. And it's just like her yelling at him for the red bag. For the makeup bag. There is a scene in that that is so iconic. And he's bringing up something about like, why are you only interested in the money or blah, blah, blah. And she basically says like, let's be real. If I didn't look like this, you know, you're not into me for my personality. So you're into me because I look like this and I'm into you, not because you're a hot piece of ass, but because of what you told me you were going to provide for me. That's bold. She was so honest because he was like a short, chubby dude. Like, come on, I'm not into you because you're sexy and you're not into me because I'm smart. So that's, that's, that's like too real for reality. I'm holding up my half of the bargain by being smart or by being sexy. And you're not holding up your half of the bargain by like making me your sugar baby, basically your trophy wife. So I love her because she was super honest like that. She never lied about her intentions. Damn. Well, I'm excited. She's still in the U S good for you, girl. Yeah, she's she did that villain show with Jax and everyone. So oh yeah, God, I really want to. Uh, I need to know when that's coming out. It'll be out by the end of the year. That's so far away. I know. But that's also what I said about um, the Vanderpump Rules finale or uh, reunion when I was telling you like, oh, I can't wait for the reunion. When's it going to be? And you're like, end of May. And I was like, that's so far away. We're almost now there. It's here. 
Thomas there. All right, girl, you got 20 minutes before the show starts. And I know you want to watch it live. Mm-hmm. So you got anything else you want to talk about? I mean, we can do our pet peeves or are we saving that or? I think we should save that. Okay. You know what? Let's just wrap up with a uh, bitch fit cool shit. Since okay. we forgot to do it at the beginning, we keep forgetting to do that one. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, you can go first. Okay, here's my bitch fit. Inefficiency is my bitch fit. I wonder if I used this before. I don't know. I don't think you have. I hate context. when there are so when there are a lot of extra steps. To doing something for example at work I, and I feel okay with saying this because it's at the end of the show but pray to god I don't lose my job over this oh at work god. we have too many steps so let's say somebody high up gets a phone call I have to send that person like a team's message which is basically like a manual way of screening that call you've got a call from so and so um, with this company, here's their callback number. Okay, that's fine. Then I have to send that same person that same information via email. Then I have to take that same information and put it into a spreadsheet to be emailed to that per- person at the end of the day. Why? Why? It's 2023. We all know how caller ID works. We all know how digital voicemail works. Um, and I already sent you a message on Teams with this information. So why do I have to take it and put it in two additional places to send it all back to you again? I can't stand inefficiency like that. I am a work smarter, not harder type of person. I like to know the bullet points. I like to get, you know, to the end result quickly, efficiently, and correctly. And I just feel like so much time is wasted on this extra stuff and it drives me nuts. I can't stand it. I mean, instead of like the famous, like could have been an email, it's like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. This literally could have been one thing. Yes. Could have been one email. This could have been a team's message. I mean, but also like, I don't know I don't know what's going on behind the company's eyes and why they need all that info. Like, there must be some reason, right? I think it's just that somebody likes it to be done that way. And that's fine. Like, I just think that it's our responsibility to adapt and change with times. And I I guess my the way that my brain works is, like, think about all the time that I spend sending these messages every week. And then multiply that by the amount of money I'm making per hour and look at all that wasted money and time where I could be doing other things and being more productive in other ways and a better use of your money and a better use of my time. That's just how my brain works. But uh, so it can be kind of hard to um, work for other people sometimes because you have ideas and you want to make things better and streamline the process. But when someone wants to do something a certain way, that's it. Like end of story. That's how you do it. And that's how they want it. And I think that that makes me a bad employee because it really frustrates me and I don't want to do it that way. (laughs) And I think you're wrong. (laughs) I mean, I feel like everyone at every job has that, has something in their head where they're like, 
I don't understand why you're making me do this or whatever. And they, they have a better idea of doing it. But at the end of the day, you just got to do it. You just go in, you do your job, get your paycheck and then go home. Yep. And you bitch about it a little bit on your exactly. podcast. That's, <laughs> that's what we're here for. <laughs> What's your right, good exactly. shit? <laughs> Which, oh, do you want to do my cool shit or your bitch? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You here's finish. my cool shit. Cozy clothes. Okay. I told you guys that we had that tornado warning earlier. We had the thunder, the lightning, the wind, the hail, the cold, the rain. And I came home and I was like, I'm going to get my favorite amazingly soft like oversized hoodie thing and I got my like slipper socks and my plaid flannel pants and I just like took off my bra I'm like so happy right now like I'm so cozy and there's just something so special about coming home and getting all your comfy probably not super cute clothes on but they're comfy and I feel good and just that warmth oh makes me so happy that and my electric blanket I'm obsessed with my electric blanket and uh it's just like one of those little things in life that just makes me so happy and I think it's like the coolest shit ever I love it I've never tried an electric blanket <gasps> you live in Canada and you've never had an electric blanket no it's heavenly I sleep with Jody and Amanda are gonna think I'm fucking insane. I sleep with two comforters every single night, like even in the summer. With like, I get the that. AC and the, I just like the. So maybe I need a weighted blanket. Maybe it was just gonna need. say that because even because we have a very lightweight blanket on our bed, and so I like the additional weight of the of the heated blanket, even though it's pretty thin. But the two of them together, and then. I will even put my heated blanket it goes up to 10. I'll put it on like two or one because I get that little extra bit of warmth without being hot and the extra weight. So I was thinking the same thing that maybe for the summertime, I should get a weighted blanket because it do- it makes you sleep better. I swear. Yeah, there's just I need a certain amount of like stuff on me. I don't know. Like a warm to... hug. Yeah, exactly. I oh. mean... I'm like do you get hot with the two comforters no huh well maybe that just works for you um I'm so happy to just be sleeping in my actual bed like one thing I will say like people who are constantly like on the road like the first thing I think of is like WWE people they're on the road 300 Mm -hmm. days a year it's like you're you rarely get to sleep in your own bed like a couple times a week if you're lucky I don't know how people do that because like I can never sleep properly vacationing is nice but there's nothing like coming home after a vacation just walking in your front door especially when you do that pre-vacation clean Mm -hmm. and it's like clean and it smells good and you're just like oh I'm home that's the greatest dude I say this all the time. I I I like go through a cycle because I like uh fiend to go on vacation, whatever, and then I finally mm-hmm. go and then like by the last couple of days like I just can't wait to get home. It's like all I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. And then I get home and I'm so appreciative of being home and then watch by like fall time, I'll be like, I think I want to go somewhere again. I think I need to be in Jamaica right now. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a couple months. So I think four to five days is like the sweet spot for vacation. 
gives you enough time to like get there, chill, relax, like settle in, have a good time, rest, come home and not be overdone. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it depends on so much, like where you're going and what you're trying to do and all that. And what your travel time is. Yeah. Give yourself time to also rest while you're on vacation. Like the last Mm -hmm. day I was there, I literally just stayed in the hotel room, like ordered pizza, watched movies with a hundred commercials on them on the TV (laughs) and uh, just chilled because I was like, I'm not gonna be able to wake up from my flight if I go out one more night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Okay, what's your bitch fit? So my bitch fit, this is all just going back to my trip, obviously, but and when we do our pet peeves episode, I'm gonna have more like specific uh points. But mm-hmm. my bitch fit is just gonna be people at airports. <laughs> just, just in general. <laughs> oh my god, like like I said, uh flew out Friday evening, get there bought my first glass of wine that I had in like almost 40 days or some bullshit like a very Mm -hmm. long time went to go sit over because the airport we flew out of is like super super tiny Mm -hmm. went to go walk there's like these kids just standing in front of people running around and their parents look so tired and they're just like hey there's people trying to walk hey and the kids like aren't even listening to them and it's like discipline your fucking kids yeah um so and just that and then like people who try to like go through security with liquids in their bags and then like it's just like like, is this your first time people who just like act act obnoxious on flights and like cough and don't even cover their mouth and like just just people Mm -hmm. at airports is my bitch fit in general yeah yeah I hear that yeah it's like we've been doing this post 9-11 um take out your laptop and your phone and no liquids over three ounces like we've been doing this there's for like that 22 years it's like if you got a sweater take it off <laughs> <laughs> they do get so aggressive sometimes no, but like not okay so this specific example it was like a uh a, f- a family like two like the mom the dad and like two kids mm-hmm. and then the kid had a uh, like a bottle of milk and then he's like okay well he's gonna have to finish that quick and then they asked her do you have anything else in your bag and she said no and then the one kid's crying because they took his jacket away so I already have one kid screaming in my fucking ear and then it goes <laughs> past the other thing and then he like stops and he takes it out and she's got all of these big bottles and I'm like are you he literally just asked you it's like get it together get it together so obnoxious well what's your cool shit And then my cool shit is just everything on my trip, like going to the West Edmonton Mall was super fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Banff, obviously, like even though the gondola was the scariest thing I've ever experienced in my life. It's so pretty, though. The top of it was totally worth it. Um, (sighs) And yeah, just just my trip in general. Well, this was the first time that you met Carling and Carling and... (laughs) <laughs> Amanda yeah, so we went to Amanda's house had, okay she gave me the full tour got to and see you met the Walter room, got to meet Walter didn't meet the cats they were nowhere to be seen Aww. um but yeah Walter was cool 
And uh, yeah, we had a couple drinks and then we just went to Earl's down the street and it was like perfect timing. As soon as we pulled in, Carling and Lindsay pulled in and we, yeah, we just had a blast. It was so much fun. So much fun. I know. I'm so jealous. I was like really drunk. So I feel like I need to like redo it where I'm not as wasted, but I had so much fun. Did your boyfriend go with you to meet them? Mm Mm-hmm. He was with us. Okay. The whole oh yeah, yeah. They said that he was really nice and they liked him a lot. Yeah. That's well, sweet. if they if they didn't, then I'd have to like get rid of him. So you'd have to, yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> After how many years? <laughs> Sorry, Amanda and Carling didn't like you, so you're gonna have to go. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was so chill. It was like no Aww, awkwardness at it. all. It was like you know. Would have been awesome if you could have came, especially because you're you're kind of close. I know. I kind of get a passport. I was telling my husband, I'm like, I have to go to Canada. Okay, I need a passport. You should make that like a goal. Like set yourself a goal for a couple months, and then just like yeah. go do it. I know. I just need to do it. Do you have um like TSA pre check or I any of those any little of couple my, lines? Things? My mom has um a Nexus card. They call it. And it means mm-hmm. like when you drive over the border, you're like a trusted traveler and she mm-hmm. doesn't even like need her passport. She just has her card. Oh, wow. And same with like if she flies going through customs, that's like she just gets to speed through. She doesn't have to like wait in the normal line. Um, nice. But I, I personally don't. I just have my regular passport. See, I think I'm I, I'm thinking about getting pre-check or something because it's like $100 or $150 for like five years. And usually you have like a separate line that you get to go through. You don't have to take your laptop out. You know, you don't have to take your shoes off, stuff like that. Yeah. So you have to do like a background check and pay a fee. But yeah, that's the thing. Like when my mom, so that would be like, I feel like that's the same thing. It's just like Nexus in Canada, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, my mom had like. You travel enough. It would probably be worth it for you. I know, honestly. But the thing is for crossing the border, um, if you're in the car with somebody who doesn't have one, then you still have to go through the regular line. Oh, so if you're sucks. like going to a Bills game or something and there's like a bunch of people with you, then like you still have to, you know, so that's the only thing. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. also like they're so backed up from COVID because they didn't like do interviews for a couple of years. So, mm-hmm. you know, just first world problems all around. Yeah. Typical. You got to go stand in the line with all the peasants. God. I got to wait 30 more seconds because a mom I know, in front of me so forgot rude. that she had milk in her baby bag. God, Don't damn, they know who you are? Sucks. Jesus. <laughs> no, I totally get it. We've all done stupid shit like that before. It's just like annoying when it's like five o'clock in the morning and you just want to die. Yeah. Air fl- traveling sucks. The actual travel part is awful. Yeah, for sure. All right, girl, that's all I got. And you've got five minutes before Vanderpump starts. I mean, hey. Gotta get over there. Actually, I need to watch it too because I'm caught up. So I can watch it live too. Yeah. So this we'll is. We'll have to text each other. Yeah. This is going to be what was supposed to be the finale. So. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay, cool. So we got to get off of here. Thank you guys for listening or watching. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash resting bitch pod. Or is it RBF pod? Check our link tree. I can't remember what it is. Um, find Justine at the Shore Store, anywhere you find it, everywhere you listen to podcasts and on Instagram. And find us on Instagram at Resting Bitch Pod. Thank Bye, you for bitches. listening. 
See you later. Bye.